7.07 p.m. Tuesday, March 26th, 2019, episode number 711 of Oh Yeah, Dude. What? Should we have just waited till 7.11? No. Um, damn it. Well, that's how honest we are. Keep it going. With the um, listeners, we could have just said 7.11. Uh, 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 711 of, uh, yeah, dude, my name is Jonathan, this is Seth. Sorry, Hello, to, Seth. Sorry no, to interrupt No, 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 not at all, you're, it's I, funny I, though. should have, it's I, funny. If we had had the, f- I guess, yeah, maybe, but then it would have been like, why did you guys why'd do you that? Why'd you guys do that? <laughs> I don't know, because Seth wanted to. Because we're bored. <laughs> this is episode. done it 711 times, what else are well, we going to fucking do? This is episode 711 of, uh, yeah, dude, America through the eyes of two American Americans, 711. A Japanese-owned American international chain of convenience stores. Always has been. Didn't know that until I was so excited. I told you last week I was so excited about this episode. I wanted to look up one of my favorite stores. Japanese-owned American international convenience store. Franchise. Um, what's that mean? Meaning that they're, you can own your own 7-Eleven. You can own your own 7-Eleven, but they... It is owned. No, I know, but I'm saying it's. A, but it is a franchise that you could you could have a. They're individually owned and operated. I will buy that. O and O's, as they call them. Oh uh, yeah, because that's why <laughs> yeah. I wanted you to take to over do, that uh, one. That'd be amazing. Walk to work twice. Walk from my bedroom into the living room for this work, and walk from my living room down to my uh, my my store that but I, I mean, own. You wouldn't have to work there. You just have to. Oh, I just I mean, own just it. Just oversee it. I could just go in. I got muscle milk. Where's you order that mus- muscle milk? Where's our muscle milk shelf? But uh, you you know because I think there's certain parameters, certain things that you have to have, but then you can kind of curate your own. Like yeah, you know, you could probably say like. You know, move in some like Kite Hill vegan cheese. Exactly. Be what like, you, what? It's what? the neighborhood. It's my store. It's the neighborhood. Is it though? Well, <laughs> close to the neighborhood. Uh, as we kick off this episode, before we dive right into the comedy. Always been Japanese we, owned? Came no, from Japan? No, I think it in, nah. No. See? 2005 maybe it was? Oh, I don't remember. When, yeah. So it's an American. It started, in, Jonathan, it's funny you ask, uh, it started as, um, in 1927 as Totem Stores, there was the name of it. They're headquartered in Dallas, Texas, Seven Eleven. Now, originally, the name comes from the hours that they would keep, um, and then they became a 24-hour? I stopped reading after, I picked my pen up after I was I like, you said you were excited Japanese about Japanese-owned? Well, I, I was so shocked by that, I, I, I had to get my bearings. I think they were used to be open from 7 a.m. to, to 11. 11 p.m. Okay. 7 Eleven. Seven, I don't know like, if that's true, but I thought seven, maybe at three? some point they become seven to three, three to eleven, eleven to seven. It's a country song. I don't know who sings it. One more time, seven to three, three to three to eleven. Is that how it's seven to three, three to eleven, eleven to seven? What does that mean? Uh, Is that work, the, work, shifts. work shifts. You just tell us about. We have tell the people I'm to get make tickets some to our live shows. shows announcements. Uh, 703? 7 till 3? 7 till 3? <laughs> 3 to 11. 11 to 7. <laughs> graveyard. 11 to 7 would be the Let graveyard. Me make I guess. sure I got the hours. I could be like so. Off. <laughs> no, I think that sounds right. Is that. That sounds, that sounds right. What's, um, what's our first. Shift. What's the first show somebody Our can, first show is uh, April 20th. It's uh, coming right. That's right around the corner. Pretty close here. It, our first shows in LA in three years, uh, at the Lodge Room in my neighborhood in Highland Park, uh, Los Angeles, California. Um, tickets are still available for the second show of the evening. Uh, we 
Uh, Seth just showed me the poster that we got made for that. It's awesome. Oh, it's that, fucking... that Darren, real fun wow, uh, designed for us. We'll have some exclusive uh, t-shirt, tie-dye t-shirt merch that uh, will only be sold at that show. Uh, Amazing. Come celebrate our 13-year anniversary and, again, our first show in L.A. in, in three years. Another 7-Eleven. Oh, it's Kenny Chesney. Kenny Chesney with fucking... Shift work. With fucking George Strait. Uh, a show in L.A. in the city that we live in. When you were a boy, did you ever dream you'd be up on that stage? I think I did dream that oh, I would be right. up on that stage. There I didn't know it would come true, that dream, but I think I certainly stood in the mirror naked, <laughs> imagining <laughs> it, pretending. Like, like curling like 10 pounds. Uh, after that, we have a show in Ferndale in the Detroit metropolitan area uh, at the Magic Bag. Let me ask you this. Yes. When you were a boy... Standing in your tidy whities with ten pound weights, nude, nude, <laughs> just backwards with your butt, just doing flexing. like whatever these are, lats or something, trats, blats, doing that. Did you ever dream you'd be in fucking Detroit Rock City? No. <sighs> there you um, go. Uh, at the Magic Bag, we're going. Very happy to be coming back there. That's Saturday, June twenty second. I work seven to three, three to eleven, eleven to seven. I think I had it right. <laughs> You did. Chesney dropped Shift a fucking work. banger on us. Um, Saturday, June 22nd in Detroit. Uh, tickets available for that also on our website. Bam. Then. Let me ask you this. When you were a boy. Yes. Going sideways. Looking doing the- weird, I don't know, maybe calf work. Do you ever dream, nude, that you'd prowl the stage in Nolens? I didn't. I the way your dad did. Maybe, maybe I thought my dad would bring me out, you know. Ah, maybe it was little- your dad's show. Let me bring out this little guy. He's 40-something. <laughs> He's going to do some magic tricks. <laughs> like, oh. Uh, July 6th, Saturday, July 6th at One-Eyed Jack's in New Orleans, Louisiana. That's 4th of July weekend. Sounds like a New Orleans venue. Come One-Eyed down, Jack's. Enjoy your independence. Enjoy, your, enjoy the greatest city in America. Uh, Seth's first time there. Uh, in the heat of summer. Uh, and our first time ever playing a show there. So that's um, Saturday, July 6th. Uh, super fucking pumped about that. And then, uh, in new show announcements, uh, we're adding to that summer fucking tour sketch. Uh, returning to Brooklyn at the Murmur Ballroom. That's Saturday, July 27th in the main theater. Uh, I don't know if you guys that were with us at the Murmur last time, we played upstairs. We had a couple of shows up there. Uh, there's a in larger... a beautiful ballroom. But this is a, a this proper... Is a legit theater downstairs that we didn't... Um, uh, we didn't get into last time and we we're, we will be in it this time so it's just one show it won't be two this time in the main room it's a very nice theater uh with proper seating and all that kind of stuff 17 eastern parkway yeah right uh, next to beyonce and jay-z i believe they have a condo next yeah door. They, they 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 watch the show from their apartment they listen they, to they, at least um we are very excited to be going back to the murmur um and uh coming back to new york so that's saturday july 27th um, so that's it. LA 420, 622 Ooh. in Ferndale, 76 seven, six. in NOLA. Wow. And 727, uh, back in, in Brooklyn, um, at the Murmur Ballroom. Tickets will be available for all of those shows through our website, get through the venues. Just get, get, get all em. of them. 
Paru's Indian Vegetarian Restaurant. 5140 Sunset Boulevard in East Hollywood. Opened in March of 1979. Now I'm going to recall the birthday that we celebrated. Your birthday. celebrated more than one. I'm going to say I was that one. It was your 27th birthday in 2004. Correct me if I'm wrong. You might be wrong. Fuck. No, so right, right around there. Yeah. It wouldn't be 27th, maybe. Maybe. 2004, 77, 87, 97. But you remember it was 2004? 2007. Yeah. Okay. Kanan Natarajan has decided to close Paru's. Crazy. After 40 years. Crazy. He said, sad. But there's a time and a season for everything. So many beautiful customers, like Paul McCartney... Jonathan, Jonathan Larroquette came through these tours in his Drew official Barrymore. statement. Drew Barrymore, Jonathan Larroquette, Jonathan Larroquette Paul, Paul S. McCartney, McCartney, Joaquin Phoenix, Jonathan Larroquette. Did I, I said him? <laughs> say, did I say Benjamin Larroquette? I didn't say that. Benjamin Larroquette was at that party yeah. in 2004. So he would have been 17 years old. Sounds about right. I got to sit fucking down again. There was a few years where we oh, would you go just, there that was your thing. every birthday. For, we would try and drag everyone there for their birthday. That's Jonathan's birthday spot. Uh, I, no, I think it was Justine's birthday spot. Okay. My birthday spot a couple of times. I was Buca de Beppo. So it's different. You know. It, well, like that's because yeah. you believed you, you thought, thought it was you were Italian. Italian. So. <laughs> yeah, otherwise, it would have been These like things happen. Tommy O'Reilly's <laughs> <Yeah>. or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> everyone would have been having corned uh, corn beef and cabbage. Fuck. Uh, think about all that. Irish meat you could have eaten all before you went veggie that. if you had known. If I had known. Instead of just slurping pasta Said all day. that prosciutto. <laughs> no, that got bagul. Fuck. It's a beautiful restaurant. It's a big open patio. And it's, then through these, well. It's, that you'll never see. Let's talk, never about, see. let's talk about the beauty of the place and the food. It's oh, also, fuck, it's, the entire inside is just literally lush. wall-to-wall pictures of, of gurus of like, of yeah. throughout time the, and it's like the floor to ceiling like, yeah. like everywhere you go it's also a different type of indian cuisine from most indian restaurants it's southern indian if i'm not mistaken that it was northern indian i think it's, it's southern, southern indian in east hollywood east hollywood anyway indian. they're closed so they're is it happens. closed closed yeah it's done like i can't even go there Should've, and have yeah. one last fucking one, one last non one last uh what the fuck was that thing called they had that this two potato burrito thing what was his name Kanan, there's two people outside. It looks like it's Paul McCartney and Jonathan Larroquette. One last meal. The two of you, barefoot Indian style, feeding one another. It's like a doll. Wow. It's not a doll. It's like it's a doll. Fuck, I can't remember. Dulsa? Masala Dosa? No. Fuck. I can't remember what it's mm. called. Anyway. Uh, that sucks. But why didn't you tell me about this sooner? Because you didn't know. I really want to do it on the show. So it's just, sorry. <laughs> I really didn't. It's I really wanted about to surprise the show. you. Really about the show for me. Um, there's a time and a season for everything. Yeah. Kanan has told us. And he's right. Yeah. 40 years. That's a long run. God. 27 years old. He's just a baby. A wee lad. Um, I seem to remember you and, you and Amir... Uh, uh, sort of playing a, a, a little bit of basketball in that parking lot, actually, Whoa. after one of the, the really? meals. Just, just a brief little Quick, kinda... I probably just whole game of horse where I destroyed him. Just a little bit. Started with a layup. Oh, he missed. There was no basketball hoop. It was just a skills battle. It was just a... Oh, just, just a dribbling battle. And when he kicked the ball in the sunset... <laughs> cause that... I also remember across the street from there... 
there was a parking battle, a parking lot argument that I remember reading about where the person brought out a fucking sword out of their trunk and started... Unsheathed the sword. Slashing at the person. <laughs> Good times. But it was like back when that didn't happen like every yeah, other like, day. Yeah. You <laughs> like didn't see it. When you didn't see an unsheathed people, sword. people like rob fucking AMPMs yeah. with like weird spears yeah, that they've totally. carved and shit. It's like no country for old men at all times. Like just people walking in, but that's an odd... What is that? What is that? Oh. Don't worry. Oh. It's a weapon. Okay. It's a weapon from a farm <laughs> a, from two centuries ago. <laughs> and you're on sunset. Okay. A new study by fuel savings app Gas Buddy has settled the debate over which city has the most aggressive drivers in America. Gas Buddy, whose app has about 70 million downloads, analyzed data from an optional feature that helps users keep track of their driving habits and gives them suggestions on how to preserve fuel. The, al- the analysts... Assess the frequency of speeding, heartbreaking, and swift acceleration oh. to gauge aggressiveness. Okay. The study, which examined the 30 largest metropolitan areas by population, concluded that these 10 cities have the most aggressive drivers. All right, hit me. Number one, Los Angeles. Okay. Number two, Philadelphia. Oh, of course. Number three, SAC. Sacramento. Oh, thank you. Number four, Hotlanta. Aggressive. Huh? Number five. San Francisco. Aggressive driving. Number six, San Diego. Number seven, Orlando. Number eight, Detroit. Number nine, Austin, Texas. And number 10, Las Vegas, Nevada. Now, how did they tell this from quick acceleration? They, uh, the, they assessed it from frequency of speeding. Okay. That guy's speeding. Hard braking. Braking's very difficult. And, excel- and swift acceleration to gauge aggressiveness. Now... Boom. The other interesting finds is that Friday is the most aggressive driving day of the week. Definitely. And that Wednesday is the least aggressive driving day of the week. Oh, I hump suppose day? Because like, Fuck you yeah. already know you're just stuck. You're oh, it's the middle of the week. You're already beaten down, and you got another fucking three days to go. Two days in, two days gone? I, what the fuck? Uh, Friday, though, working for that let's weekend. Let's not forget, though, Los Angeles is also an enormous metropolitan area. A lot of cars. A lot of cars and a lot of ground to cover. So that does, to me, justify to some extent. Got to punch the, the gas. hard acceleration. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Trying to cover ground. Yeah, you gotta gotta get across town. Sometimes you gotta go swift. Um, I don't know. This is analysis. I don't. They crunch numbers. I listen to numbers. They know. Uh, is it aggressive out there? I would say. I tend to keep to myself. You know. It can be a little aggressive. Ten and two, eyes on the road. I just fucking do my thing. Just, I mean. I would assume that you receive a little bit of aggression sometimes just because you're not really fit to be on the road. They get mad. Get so a lot of backlash. Get around you and sort of they sneer and look at you. A lot of sneering. Maybe try to run you off the road or anything, yeah. stuff like that. But I get my little fucking slow deep breaths there. They don't know what I'm looking at inside my whip. God, he yeah. looks He's very chill. seems very chill. Why is he very so contented with this very this snail's is, pace that he's drive, keeping? The car, why would have, why would a man be driving that and look so content? There must be something really, probably wrong with him. And then they just think exhaust leak in uh, the car. Yeah, or that, or just like no adult man could be driving that car and look so content. There must be something else. Something else meaning he's received bad news, and so something let's, wrong with him. Something wrong with him. So, or a loved one. So, like, let's just... Let it rip. That's, let, let's not run him off the road. Look at him. Look, something... Somebody... Some tragedy must have struck and... Look at him! Somewhere Leave another. him alone. Just look at him. I can't hear because my window's up. Like, ugh! Fucking idiot. Let me try to... 
I tried to condense this information for us as simply as possible. Del Taco is going to expand its Beyond Meat Taco from its test run here yes. in SoCal and in Oklahoma. Which it doesn't exist at my no. Del Taco, but it does exist in Southern California Del Tacos. Yes. Which I've, I've not had it. You're going to love it. I don't know anyone that's had it. You've had it? I've had it. Where did you have it? I had it at the, what's the one over by Hamilton High School? What's the, what's that? Sepulveda. Okay. Uh, it's expanding to all 594 of their Del Taco locations nationwide. When? Right now, baby. Tonight. Tonight. Right, I th- right After now. The show. Yeah, 7 Eleven. Um, okay. So Beyond Meat is in 33,000 grocery stores. The um, sausages and their Beyond Burger, because they have a deal with food service giant Cisco. Yes. So they're in 33,000 grocery stores. They're in 11,000 restaurants. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Uh, they are at Carl's Jr. Yeah. That's about 1,500 locations. They are at TGI Fridays. That's about 900 locations. So very easily you could find that. We got that, right? And they just released a beef. They're going to do a, because um, they had the crumbles, but now they're going to do it like, I'm going to make a meatball. You know, it comes in like a ground, saran wrap ground, package. Gr- thank ground, you. Ground thank beef. You. The Impossible Burger. 2.0. Available at Fatburger, 200 locations. The Slider at White Castle, um, which we'll be getting in Detroit. Get to try that. Uh, Not available in supermarkets yet. It's in over 5,000 restaurants with its partnership with food service distributor giant Dot Foods. This is all making sense, right? I'm listening. Thank you. Uh, It just signed its biggest restaurant partnership with Red Robin, 570 locations. When was right. the last time you were in a Red Robin? Well, I... <laughs> Red Robin. Is that how it goes? Yeah, but what is it? How does it... Red Robin. Uh, fries and pickles, friends. Red Robin. If it's not that, it should be. Um, fries, pickles, fries, pickles, friends. friends. Red Robin. I was obsessed with the Red Robin in Calabasas when I was a Red Robin. kid. It was like a fun place to go. It's like a Fuddruckers. <laughs> Kind of. For adults, yeah, it was like when yeah, you, like kids, like the the waitresses all had like flair and like ooh. would like jazzy up a little bit, and like, like well, kind of like nick, swingers, nick like you. Oh, okay, play grab ass. Hey with Mac, you. whoa, <laughs> I want to go to Calabasas. They call me Mac. They there. call me Pissant over there. They call me Pissant Mac. <laughs> Quest Love, yeah, I seen that. Impossible Philly cheesesteaks. That's not available anywhere. Every. Phillies home game at Citizens Bank Park this baseball season doesn't count. And 40 Live Nation concert venues across the United States starting right now. It looked pretty good. Looked good? I saw the pictures. So I but guess I mean, you Irvine can make food look a, good. But they, that's probably that's good. That's a job, But baby. what's that vegan cheese? Well, that's just it. That's a lot of vegan liquidy cheese on there. I don't know if it even is. Oh, well, then I'm in. Let's see. You're not in. Not in. Well, just because of my beef with Questlove, so... Oh, because you and Questlove have... Because me and Questlove have that thing. Have vegan, you know, no, 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 no. Vegan thing. beef. But yeah, ve- vegan beef. beef. No, it'd be beef. Not vegan beef. Yeah, he's not a he's not a vegan. No, he just loves that fucking... He just supports vegan vegan yeah. food. So and we got that that whole thing. So so that's just a little well, I gotta get up. my fucking Beyond Taco. That's fucking great. Because well, I, do, I do my late night Del Taco runs mix. all the time. But I only go to one. 
Uh, fatty and bones, and it's like love the worst that. one on the planet. But I'll be very happy to to be able to get that because normally I just get like my bean paste fucking burritos. Yeah. Um, I don't, I barely ever ha- get any meat things there because I just don't feel good about it. Uh, the first beyond famous beyond famous star, famous beyond star I ever had was amazing. They've been progressively worse and worse every time I've had them. like everything. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the, the article I was reading is about the companies, these companies that because of the market that they're trying to break into infiltrate, they are partnering with basically all the companies they partner with are big, are big beef. And so there's like a Tyson foods one that's sort of pending some of the processing factories they use this distribution factories. Essentially they're trying to go in order to be in the market Gotta they're get. they're having to partner with exactly who Gotta it is that game. a lot of the people that they're are trying supporting to the down. products are trying to to fight and so it's like it it seems like a, a bit of a conflict uh of interest i guess but that there's no other way for them to do it until they could go public which i think beyond is is attempting to do they'd like to become um let's get on that do they have any they don't know they sponsored any podcast they don't have any i know there's some athletes but they need some influencers in this game in this that's space great idea you know in this podcasting space well, i think that's a great idea so you lean over like while you're doing the show just mm, 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 i'm sorry so just like popping during the show i like to popping, fuel up like with, these poppers, with these poppers these, these jalapeno beyond poppers beyond meatball poppers these are really killer seth could you pass me that non-dairy ripple milk <laughs> ripple milk from the fine folks at ripple Pea protein. Oh, is this pea protein? Mm. Uh, yeah, let me. I, I want to do a 10 minute talk about pea protein in Here, the middle let me of our drink podcast. Some. Let me read from let this. Let me gargle some and I, then we'll talk I about it. I wrote this myself. Hello. Hello. I'm from Ripple. I'm Sven from Ripple. In Pennsylvania. In Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Quest Love. The nation's Ooh. first supervised drug injection site is one step closer to opening. Officials with Safehouse, the nonprofit that wants to open the site, said that the group is in negotiations to sign a lease in Kensington, a neighborhood known as the center of the city's opioid crisis. That's going to get. I thought that there were some federal alive. issues with that in this country. They're going for it. It's about to go down. They'll get shut down. You think that'll get shut down? Yeah. What do you think is going to happen? It's going to pop off. Well, it, or, or all they have to do is just. just you know, for the first week that they're open, put a bunch of fucking cops out there, bust every fucking person that comes in and out, and then all them junkies will be well, like, I, I go can't there. go there, I'll get popped. Yeah. And that'll be that. Interesting. I mean, it's going to be... I wish there were ones in every city. It's going to be good. I mean, it's got to work. Definitely the, Detroit, well, probably. they work in Vancouver. I don't okay. see why they wouldn't work in Seattle. All right. You know? well, let's give it a shot. I mean, what, the, what's, what do we got to lose? What's the worst that can happen? Although we'll find out. If you're going to try, if you want to test run of something and the question is what's the worst that can happen and you do it in Philly, you might get the answer. You'll get the answer. You're going to get the answer. Where should we do this? Should we do this in Seattle, Portland? Uh, how about Philadelphia where they killed that robot that was just trying to mind his own beeswax? I think it'll be, if it's, if it's done c- correctly. But again, it's being done in Philly. So let's talk about it being done correctly. They should have done it in maybe a northwestern Some city. Place a little chiller. Yeah. Right? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. 
It's tense. But I guess it's a real Listen, li- I'll tell you something. Real problem. I've seen football games in Seattle, and I've seen football games in Philadelphia. Um, I did not think at any point at CenturyLink Field I was going to die, but yet on my birthday four years ago at Lincoln Financial, three times, oh, I'm going to get punched in the face. come here. Going to get punched in the face. I shouldn't have come here. So... <laughs> If you ask me, where do we put the dope house, excuse me, safe house. Dope safe house. Dope safe house. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. It's going to get real. But if it can, you know, it's like the old Sinatra song. Awesome. If you can make it there, yeah. you can make it anywhere. I mean, when that opens up, it's right there. Junkie's like running from every direction. It's going to be a party. You say for a week, though, before the I just cops think have to if, come if there's it. resistance... The nonprofit somehow goes around, you know, the local government and opens it anyway, but they don't want it there. All no, they the, have the to governor do is, is it's, down. Yeah, Ed Rendelli's down. It's it's being bankrolled by a nonprofit like a billionaire okay. whose son died like recently of a drug overdose. So because yeah, the like, one in Seattle, they wanted to open the Seattle. I think that the whatever the city council or whatever shut it down. They prevented it from happening. Okay, because there's still a. Fairly conservative, like underpinning in, in that city but it, that this wasn't down with it. But it know? pops off in Vancouver. Yeah. And All like right. they save, like, you know, I mean, it's like but the numbers are like because people like go there, they shoot up, and if they start to OD, they just like hit a button yeah, and like, like fall back. Going. And then like yeah. they get, you know, Narcan like jumps, like ninjas come up from yeah, the ceiling. Narcan, Narcan ninjas. Boom, Narcan ninja. <laughs> Can I get that job? It's $21 an hour to be a Narcan ninja? Sit squatting in the rafters of the Let me get this straight. I watch movies on my laptop, and when the red button goes off, I jump out the ceiling on my rope, and I, one time, maybe two, boom, boom. It's $21.50 an hour. Uh, Yes, please. Narcan ninjas would be the shit. Fuck, man. Um, You got to think about all the things, but it is going to get real around that building. Oh, so this is where we get the drugs and do the drugs? moonwalking in yeah. to the building, leaving the library in Kensington and walking down the hill and walking right in. Going to be a good party there. We'll see. I might set up shop down there. Now, researchers have discovered what gives human sperm oh, the oh. strength hey to succeed in a race to fertilize the egg. The researchers from the University of York and Oxford discovered that a reinforcing outer layer which coats the tails of human sperm is what gives the strength gives them the strength to make the powerful rhythmic strokes yep. needed to break through the cervical mucus barrier. One more time, I didn't hear you. <laughs> I said that there is a reinforcing Actually, all the way from the top. <laughs> <laughs> there's a reinforcing outer layer yes. which coats the tail of human sperm. Yes. And that is what gives them the strength to make the powerful rhythmic strokes needed to break through the cervical mucus barrier. Only around 15 of the 55 million sperm that embark on the treacherous journey to fertilize the egg are able to make it through the reproductive tract where the cervical where cervical mucus which is 100 times thicker than water forms part of one of nature's toughest selective challenges. It's a tough club to get into. The findings could lead to better sperm selection methods in IVF clinics with the fittest sperm being identified under conditions that mimic nature more closely. That's some fit sperm. It's a fit bird. 
Um, the numbers. Not 15. Yeah, they make it sound like it's impossible, but it... But it happens oh, constantly. God, so much. I mean, obviously, there are probably couples listening right oh, now who have trouble. They might, man, but but let's just general. say in general... They're making it sound difficult. Go to have a baby right now, me and you could do it in a minute. Together? <laughs> well, maybe not me and you, but... So they're saying like, hey man, it's just like only 15 out of... What is it? 15 out of 55 million. You'd think like, oh, well... That's impossible. It's impossible. There's only four babies that got born this year. Yeah. Yeah. Ever. No. So really... But yeah, but that's every single time. I don't want any teenagers reading this study. It's every squirt. Okay. Per squirt. Per squirt. <laughs> Reading per volume. So a teenager could read that and think, well, I love math. I'm into numbers. This is virtually impossible. I'm in. Don't need this. I don't need to worry about this. But let me change the numbers and just be like um, one out of every one time. Yeah. It so get, it's one, not, one out of every one time, one of them gets through. Yeah. So just um, <laughs> don't listen to science again, misled. So a lot of research went into crunching those numbers but um but, really but i think the numbers are less interesting or less the the main thing is that the, this 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 shit on their tails is what makes them able to thrust through the mucus barrier so that's what we got to focus on that's what we got to coat our our, bodies our ivfs in. our bodies uh, these ivf so we clinics, have the strength the, to carry these on potential sperm we need to we need to put them through a aftermarket coating system What's the before strength? we can i if i put that on my, lats. my thighs, and I did more squats with that lotion. Really make it sound like it's hard to do. Don't Not, think it is. See a lot of people. Yeah. That probably aren't very good at doing a lot of other things. Oh, the worst at everything. But it's not really hard to just do that twice. Got him. Really? It was 15 out of 50 billion? Who knew? I did it on the first try. Got it right in there. Holy shit. Bullseye. Wow. Yeah. I'm amazing. No, no, no. So many people. Yeah. But the numbers say. Yeah, the numbers are difficult, mis- little misleading. Misleading science. Hey, I don't want to talk. Love science. Love science. Uh, 2019 Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards were just on, hosted by DJ Khaled. So I had Khaled hosting. A I charming had, host, isn't he? Oh, he's so is good at that job. So good. He's so charismatic. Char- great at reading cue cards. Just charming. Charming charming uh winners included uh chris pratt uh and adam sandler so for me it was just a great night 45 year old man alone. watching the alone excuse me mizu uh drinking coffee watching live the nickelodeon 2019 kids choice awards again windows closed because no one knows 45 year old man watching his three favorite people Khaled, pratt sandler rise to the top yet again yet again every year seemed to rise uh, Migos performed. Weird. Um, started out with "Walk It, Talk It." Quavo. I like to. I like to walk around with my chain loose. She just bought a new ass, but got the same boobs. Mom, could you explain? Eight-year-olds just like yeah, loving it, just, it. Seems like a, maybe a bit of. It's a bit of a mature group for I'm the not kids tore themes. Stir fry offset comes in in the kitchen. Wrist whipping like it's stir fry. Mommy. Oh, son, they're just uh, they're making they Asian love inspired. Arts. They love the culinary <laughs> arts. It's Quavo, tattooey. It's okay. 
They just, um, you know how on Saturdays we all we get the walkout and we just, we just that's just what they're doing. They always really? get the walkout. They're always getting it out, whipping it. Ice, 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 mommy. Pure water. Takeoff comes in. Ooh, no masterpiece. Ten bad bitches and they after me. One bad bitch looked like a masterpiece, mommy. It's a bad bitch. Son, sit down. Wait, what, what did they do for the... They didn't. They just... They were trying to bleep out some things, but they were doing it on the wrong words. It was a real mess. Cool. What we, we get for the Kids' Choice Awards? I get Migos. Probably. If I were you, I'd get Migos. I get Trap Superstars Migos. Okay. All right, mommy. I mean, the kids that are there, they're not like teenagers. No, they're like... Kids. Jonathan, they're like little people, like small. But like they the must clothes have been are like small. loving it, right? Oh, they were like... They were going crazy. Mommy, I'm whipping it. Probably the other way around, right? It's probably the parents asking the kids. Who's like, a bad bitch? <laughs> not you. Just not fucking. you, stupid mom. <laughs> Let me out of here. Let me out of here. Out of stroller. I'm out. Yeah, so <laughs> they came out and they performed their hits, and the kids were, again, this was well, not how, the how Teen much, Choice Awards. How much did this is? How much... Does Migos get paid for a feature like that? For a for a performance like that? Or is that something that it's like it's something that they do for free because it's so good it's just really good publicity? Do for free? Yeah. Hey, would you guys like to perform for free? Sure. How do we get there and when do we arrive? Free? No. They're compensated. And you think Khaled was compensated? Oh god. He doesn't yeah. do anything for free, right? Well, why do they have money? What are they? Who are the kids' choice? <laughs> well, they're not. It's Migos, DJ Khaled, Chris Pratt, and Adam Sandler. But everyone in the audience is fucking seven. Right. <laughs> every year, though. Yeah. But every year. So I just don't understand. So it's like a coalition, like a secret coalition. There's something, the cabal has been formed that we just don't know about. Yeah. Certainly with Sandler. He's done something. Absolutely. I mean, he came out with like New York Knicks like basketball shorts and like walked up on stage. Woo! Thanks again, guys. My 75th Kids' Choice Awards. But nobody, no kid knows who he is, Hotel right? Hotel Transylvania 3, baby. Oh, damn it. Going crazy. Saw him. The voice. Uh, <laughs> oh, mommy! Like little kids. Five. No idea. And then he starts talking and they're like, <laughs> his fucking kids, dumb as fucking rocks. No offense, beautiful people. Beautiful little people. Dumb as shit. Yeah. Very susceptible. <laughs> Very susceptible to Khaled and Pratt and Sandler and my ghosts. It's tough. Oh, man. She's bought a new ass, but she got the same boobs. I hate that, mom. That's like you. <laughs> It's just like you, it's mama. It's just like you, mom. <laughs> but it's like Chris Pratt is like a uber Christian. It just seems like yeah. he would be like, I can't I, stand I, by. I, 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 with, I, with the Migos? <laughs> I will not perform with the Migos on stage? <laughs> Mary and Catherine, she is not a bad bitch. She's a good bitch. Excuse me. <laughs> it's just too much happening. That's and there's so a 45-year-old man drinking coffee, watching it live. Oh, Seth, someday... What a treat. Someday. 
the Sundance will, the wheel will come off and your, your wish will be fulfilled. <laughs> What's he doing up? Why was he driving so fast on Mulholland? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> Why was he driving around Dead Man's Curve at 54 miles an hour, top speed in the 1993 Plymouth Sundance? With wheels that he bought at Godzilla Tires on Virgil. You tell me what he was doing. I mean, you know what I'm doing. It's like a little light rain happening. Yeah. Wait, it was really slick that day. He has an oil leak, too, I've noticed. And I put that vid up on Instagram. He doesn't have the mirror. What do you think he was thinking? I don't know. What do you think he was thinking? Probably late to a meeting. (laughs) Oh, he's probably late to his meeting at his agency. So he was zipping on over. Walking it, talking it. USA Today snapshots. Uh, most put in a full day's work into home cleaning. This is a survey of how many hours per week people put into cleaning. 21% say one to two hours cleaning. A week. A week. 26% say three to four hours. Wow. 15% say five to six hours. And over 28% say more than seven hours a week. Dog. This has to be people with, well, first of all, homes. Homes. Houses. Multiple rooms. And children. Yeah. Oh, children. Filthy. Walking around with cookies from Um, room to room. I won't say how many I spend because it's it's not nearly enough, so. That's a lot of fucking cleaning. But that's what it is. Think if you had made food for five fucking people, like multiple times in a day. It would just be a sort of endless, like, what the fuck, yo? Yeah. Just Swiffer in one hand, stir fry, just whipping it in the kitchen. Um, once, once the kids are gone, of course. 28% more than seven hours. That's, that means it, well, more than an hour a be day. A, a, um, someone who tends to the home. Yeah. Maybe while a, a spouse works. And maybe you tend to the home and maybe the children. But I mean, more than and so every day, one hour a day, every day, one hour a day, every day, which is that doesn't sound as bad as saying seven or more hours a week, except you don't do it all week. And just every Saturday, you just spend an entire day, the whole day. Wow. Wow. These kids leave a lot of cookie crumbs from room to room. We have six kids. Really? That's so many kids. Yeah, we have six. Uh, two, five, nine, thirteen, and sixteen. How is that working out for you? Is that six kids or That's is that five, five kids? Uh, well, you know what happened to Jim Bob. Uh, that's the thing. The kids will do it. The kids will add track in dirt. They'll add time to Can that. Can you imagine? Oh my God! Wipe your feet. None no. of them. <laughs> Fuck you. Okay, so that's what it's come to. We had a good, you know, for the first few years, so we cute. communicated so well. So now cute. you're six, you listen to ghost. I tell you to wipe your feet and you say, fuck off, I want a bad bitch. Don't talk to your father like that. Uh, yeah. Fuck you five times, all five kids. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> Sweet. Got the little one saying it. She would just mimics what the other one says. All go down to the basement. Boom! Fucking yeah, you know, watching like Call of Duty. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, just watching it, not playing. (laughs) Just watching it. Fucking watching like horror movies and shit. Um, I don't know. It's over. It's definitely over. Um, it's unfortunately we had a restaurant closing. We also lost a friend of the show, Henry. Henry Sang. Remember I told, mentioned Henry. Uh, he was 
working out over at the YMCA in Sautel in L.A. He was 111 years old, the oldest man in the United States. He, um, they just printed his obituary today. He passed away a few weeks ago. Um, yeah, I mean, he worked out in, up until the day before he died. He was at the gym like the day before. It's getting fucking so swole. Like, how much fucking protein powder can this guy at 111 just like... Did they say what the uh, cause, cause of death was? <laughs> he died. I died on the elliptical. He turned it up. He was running so fast he on was, the treadmill. He was shot. He was <laughs> He's robbed. He was walking to his car and he was shot. <laughs> Terrible. Well. Um, so now. But is there such a thing? Do they just say old age on a death certificate? Not when you're shot. <laughs> not when you're shot dead in the parking lot. <laughs> By bugs. Uh, is it just say? Is there a certain point where you just die of old age? After sixty, I think. <laughs> right? I think it's after sixty. Oh, sixty-three. Fuck. Got him. Wow. Whew. Good run, though. Old age. Good run, Papa. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. That's a good question. You're talking about like a coroner. Like, what are they? Yeah. What do they, they say for down? him? They say like oxy overdose. Henry Sang, 111 years old. Really? Uh, is it like you know, just expiration, or what do they say? Just, just expired. Just maybe after. No, I'm just nine, saying. Yeah. In his case, if it was just pure age, that it just something stopped working. Is there a way to determine like, oh, he died of heart failure, or if it's like, no, he just d- died, like yeah. he just, it just uh, okay, this is a specific yeah. wound down. Yeah, what do you what do you actually die of at that point? Especially if you're uh, you're not sick with pneumonia for two weeks and then you pa- yeah. like you're at the, at gym, the gym the day before and then yoked. you go to sleep and you ghost. Yeah, you know, what do you say? Died of old age, yoked. Died of yoke. Got too yoked. The why. Henry, chill. All right. C.P. Crawford. C.P., not initials. That's his name. C.P. Loving it. C.P. Crawford. 111 years old, 212 days. He was born August 25th, 1907 in Jackson, Mississippi. Never went to school. Started working when he was four years old, like a man. And he ended up, he lives in Lansing, Illinois. It's a suburb of Chicago. He ended up working for the railroad he ended up making his way from Mississippi to Chicago. He has some advice for us, how he has maintained, how he has lived to 111 and 212. So Henry Sang was 111, 231. C.P. Crawford today on March 26th is 111, 212. So he's right there. Right there. Mind your own business. So... Usually I take as gospel what these people say to me. Not in this. Can't case. help you there, sir. Rather die at 50 with the juicy G than live to 111 and not have it. Sorry. Um, Can they put that on my fucking... He died of juicy G overdose. What? Yeah, he got three calls in a row of random juicy G and the third one he, he just keeled over. Ooh! Um, he found out about... Somebody came out of the closet that he knows. Somebody got divorced Somebody was cheating on somebody, and then somebody's television show got canceled. And that was it. And then that one. Just face planted. He was all right. Then he went to Deadline, and he found out a show that he hate watches got canceled, and he fell out of his chair. 
good kid. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't give that up no. no matter what it is. Mind your own. But he's like, mind your own fucking beeswax and you'll live to be 111 years old. Because you probably haven't, you can't take in extra shit. No, you probably got to deal with just getting just, rid of as much just, as possible. Exactly. Not taking on as you much start, as possible. Yeah, you start, exactly. So he need to kept, he kept his mind clear. It's what he does. I hope no one at the fucking nursing home, because there's a lot of Juicy G at the nursing home. He would just ignore it. Left and right. What happened to Helen? What do you think, CP? Oh, fuck. I didn't know. I didn't know. Really? You didn't miss her at breakfast this morning? Shit. I wasn't paying attention. I was minding my own business. I was minding my own business. Helen's dead? Fuck. (laughs) Gotta keep on moving on. CP. Because you can't. You gotta... I mean, CP doesn't stand for anything. No, just it C- must stand. It must stand for something. It just isn't included in his name. CP, like Charles Patterson, like his great great grandfather or something. But they just don't add that. They just call him CP. But it, CP stood for something. Came from God. I got it. His name's CP. What are you gonna name? Him? Edward? Nope. Mm, it's a P. It's a P. S e e p e e. Just a. Quick note: the um, the uh, that Motley Crue movie was total fucking garbage. It's a movie. I thought it was a series. Oh, that would have been rough because then we'd have to sit through more. Well, I wouldn't have to sit through any of them. You are a good man. Uh, I watched a long trailer, relatively long trailer of it, and it just like looks wicked (sighs) bad. My dear friend John Buckley, who I took with me to see Motley Crue when we went to the Hollywood Bowl. This was, I don't think I mentioned this, but it was funny. We were standing there and he told me about that. He was straight up disgusted by this film. He was straight up disgusted. Uh, He was telling me he went, when he was 16, he went to the Capitol Center in Landover, Maryland for the Dr. Feelgood tour, 16 years old. Uh, So we're standing... At the, the show at the Hollywood Bowl was 2014 in July. So he's standing there, he's smoking a cigarette. He's 40. He's like smoking a cigarette. We're just watching these old people do their old songs. Standing there and he's like, you know, he's like taking a drag off his cigarette. And he's like, I smoked my first fucking cigarette at that Motley Crue show when I went. And, he's like, and now he's like, he was over my house last week, 45 years old. So, so thank you, Motley Crue, for that. <laughs> Has any member of Motley Crue weighed in about... Oh, they love it. They love well, it. They, well, I mean, they, they have, have to. to love it, right? Love it. It's about them. It's about them. Oh, I'm on the screen. I love it. Do you? Really bad. So... Who's Ma- the worst in it? Which... Who's the worst depiction of their character? Oh, that's hard to say. Could it be Ozzy's one-scene cameo? Snorting fucking ants off the fucking... Yeah, could it be? Is it... Probably... It's... I would go Vince or Nikki. I was going to say, Nikki from the trailer looked pretty... Yeah. Pretty shoddy. I would go... I would go Nikki, who's the movie's pretty much told through his... Right. So really, the whole point... A lot of turning to the camera. A lot of that. Like, let me tell you something. Rock and roll is fucking crazy. (laughs) Like, okay... I mean, asking all the, like, do you think it's really, this book came out 30 years ago. Yeah, like, why did it take so long to make something so bad? Not really the best time to release this film, with, you know, sort of depicting 
time and a place and just a little bit out of like, you know, maybe not the... No, it's not a good time to... Not the most time! <laughs> Jeff Tremaine director. I don't think it's like a problem. I don't think, it, I don't think it's a problem. I don't think it's a problem at all. <laughs> really? I don't think it's a problem at all. <laughs> yeah, just probably not the... Smoke my first cigarette at a That's really when I was funny. 16 years old. Like, uh, Here I am. Right? <laughs> you motherfuckers. Thank you for that. Same old situation, I know. <laughs> so I tell know. Me, tell me about it. <laughs> From Landover, Maryland to Hollywood, California, I thank you for this. Same old sit. Thank you for this. <laughs> Shouting at him, that devil guy. Yeah, the first cigarette I ever smoked was at survival camp, and now I'm here I and am. And now you are. Nice. Going back fucking RVs, van life, fucking taking classes, resuscitating. <laughs> it's just, that's life. I'm going back to survival camp now. I'm going to go thank them for my smoking habit. Oh, man, this whole thing? This <laughs> whole great habit? You, Thanks, Doc. <laughs> all you guys. I appreciate this. Uh, oh, yeah, dude. Um, America through the eyes of two American Americans celebrating a <laughs> Japanese-owned <laughs> episode, <laughs> 711. Uh, yes, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you can... Come back for episode 712 of Oh Yeah, Dude. And right off the bat, we mention... That's what it is. Is that what it goes? Was I not doing it right? No, you did do it right. And how does it... Was it Pickles? What, what was pickles, it? Pickles, Dicks, and Hummus. Pickles, Dicks, Robin. and Friends. What? Whoa. Oh, there's a yum there's at a the yum end. There's a yum at the end. Red of course. Robin, yum. Gross. I mean, yum. Fucking gross. <laughs> <laughs> how do they do it? God, they jingle us, and they jingle us good. They jingle us pretty good. They threw a yum in. That's a great idea. Yum. Ooh. Yeah, it's not like, really... I, it sounds like an African mm, choir. Yeah. Like, a, like, like, mm, like Paul Simon coming in. Like, what is this? It's Red oh, Robin. Shit. Yeah, Paul Simon did a whole crazy thing. Still haven't listened to that Grateful Dead Twilight Zone fucking song. No? I just thought about that. Did you listen to it? It's fucking amazing. No, it can't be. Jeff, is it amazing? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um... Shows in L.A., uh, Lodge Room, April 20th, Saturday night, 420. Yum. Um, uh, celebrate. Um, come celebrate that night with us. It's our first shows we've done in L.A. in three years. That is my sober birthday. So it's my 17 years Oh, that's years right. It's not only sober. 420. 17 years sober. First show we've done. First nation, show we've done in, National in our Marijuana hometowns. Day. National Marijuana Day, I guess Seth we'll call it. sobriety. The city that we were born and raised in, both of us, yes. Um, There's a lot. So it's going to be a blast. One literally, one spiritually. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just thinking about how bad that movie was. Um, Detroit, Detroit, New Orleans. Detroit is on Saturday Brooklyn. night, June 22nd, and that's going to be at the Magic Bag. Great name for a venue. Magic Bag. July 6th, Fourth of July weekend in Louisiana, French Quarter, Toulouse Street. One-Eyed Jacks, get your tickets to that show so we know that we are, we, that we are friends. We can hug our friends. Is that is that is that the South? Is that the South down there? I just need to know. I need to know geographically. It, absolutely, alligator po' boy. I'm gonna have so. I'm gonna bring so many sauces. I'm gonna heat dog. I'm gonna try sauces. Ooh, Scoville levels you never even fucking imagined. Oh, yeah, Scoville. And uh, then that's July sixth. Just added on this 2019 summer tour, um, Murmur Ballroom, 17 Eastern Parkway, Brooklyn, New York. Uh, 
Um, that's Saturday night, July 27th. Get those tickets to those shows. And so the we can get up on stage and do our show and then say, thank you so much for listening to the show as a podcast, coming to see us live or listening or watching it, which you can do if you pledge uh, on Patreon. You would have access to, you know what? I love listening to the show. I'm actually going to dip in and want me to watch it too. You can do that. Uh, so everybody that has pledged uh, keeps this show ad-free and gives you access to all the shows that we've done and this um, visual tier if it is something that you enjoy. And even if you would like to just donate um, just out of the kindness of your heart to say, I want to help, help my friends, um, please do that. Come back for 712. Uh, tell a friend. Write a review please. on iTunes. All the old sure. things. Call the voicemail. 888 Tell a friend. Who knows? Yeah, and who go knows? to the what, Patreon. What works anymore? Who knows? Yeah, tell a friend. Mention it in casual conversation at a game night or lunch with people from the office or uh, wherever you see fit. Dinner party. Bible study. Bible study. I got some guys. I got some guys. Yeah, do that. That would be a huge help. Uh, Most importantly, uh, just come back for 712. And thank you so much. Seatbelts. Seatbelts.
Just one answer that comes to me. Sister lovers, water brothers, and in time, maybe others. So you see, what we can do is to try something You're crazy too I don't really see Why can't we go on as three 